All right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts. We're here. Gonna spit some facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are doing great on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. It is really nice out. A little bit chilly, but it's very nice. Still a lot of snow on the ground. I'm expecting a lot of snow tomorrow. I was hoping we were done with this shit, but I guess we're not. You know, we're getting hit pretty hard this month, it seems like. It is what it is, though. Um, I hope you guys are doing great. Hope you guys enjoyed my episode yesterday about Trevor Bauer going to the Dodgers and my Super Bowl 55 prediction. So this is my WWE Friday Night SmackDown review. And let's jump right into it. I thought SmackDown was good. So wrestling this week was awesome. The Royal Rumble was awesome. Raw was good. Beach Break was good. And SmackDown was good. So wrestling gets two thumbs up. You know, I enjoyed wrestling this week. Seriously enjoyed it. And SmackDown delivered. So the show starts off with our Tribal Chief. The head of the table, the WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman and Jey Uso by his side. And Roman Reigns, like always, ever since he's turned heel, he's been cutting great promos. That's exactly what he did starting off SmackDown. So, you know, he's basically saying he's putting Kevin Owens in the past, like in the rear view, like he's done with him. I'm like, all right, I hope so. I hope we're done with Roman and KO. I mean, they put on amazing matches, but... Someone new to step up to Roman would be nice. We've got the Elimination Chamber coming up on the 21st. So it's like, can we acknowledge the Elimination Chamber? Can we do that, you know, at least? You know, they didn't do it. So I'm like, all right, the Elimination Chamber is in a couple weeks. You know, you got to acknowledge it. It's like, what are we going to see? It's only a couple weeks away. It's not like it's in March where it's like, okay, you can build up to it. It's only a couple weeks away. I'm just saying. But Roman cut a great promo like always. So I'm going to KO and put him in the rear view. He's done with him. He's finished. He's gone. He's never coming back. Okay, whatever you say, Roman. And they start talking about Edge. For those who don't know, Edge won the Men's Royal Rumble on Sunday. And he has a chance to either challenge for the WWE Championship, the WWE NXT Championship, or the WWE Universal Championship. And I really feel like Edge versus Roman is going to be the match at WrestleMania. That's why I feel like Edge is going to challenge. You know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not like, um, I'm not trying to talk down to like McIntyre or Balor. Because I feel like if Edge wrestled McIntyre for the, the WWE Championship, it would be a great match as well. Especially if he went to NXT and wrestled Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. But I can't see Edge, I can see Edge more going with, you know, McIntyre than Balor. I can't see Edge going to NXT and doing that. I can't see that at all. I don't know if I like that, to be honest. I, I don't think I would. I just wouldn't. I don't think it'd be right to see him in NXT. I, don't, I mean, it'd be something new. It'd be, it'd be, you know, unique. But in the end, I don't think it would work. I don't think it benefits anybody. But Edge versus Roman is the match. That's what I feel like it's going to be. Most likely, I'm, I'm like 99% sure that's what's going to be the match. That's what I feel like it's going to be. I'm hoping for it. I'm seriously hoping for it. Just like everybody else. You know, we want this match. This is the match right here. So Roman was saying he feels disrespected by Edge, you know, because Edge was on Raw talking to McIntyre and NXT talking to Balor. Saying like, you know, Edge is disrespecting him and his family. Well, SmackDown comes last, so when Edge is supposed to just wait until SmackDown comes around and go off to you first? Like, no, that's just not how it's going to work, Roman. That's what he's got to do. You know, he's teasing him and McIntyre, he's teasing him and Balor. But we all know it's going to be Edge and Roman. It just has to be the match. You know, and Roman's demanding that Edge comes out right now. He's like, why am I out here first? Edge should be out here right now. I should come out second. I'm like, 
okay. And then Paul Heyman tells, you know, one of the guys right that are out there, you know, hit Edge's music, get his pyro ready, get him out here. And the guy says to Paul Heyman, he's not here. He's not here yet. And Paul Heyman says he's not here yet. And then Roman screams. He gets mad. He even scared Paul Heyman. Scared the shit out of me, too. And Roman's demanding that Edge comes out and give him a decision by the end of the night. So I was like, Jesus. Like, Roman's like, like, do I look like a, do I look like a joke to you? You disrespected me, my family. I'm like, Jesus, Roman. Like, all right. Not that serious. Fucking, like, relax, man. Jesus. Uh, it was great, though. It was a great way to start the show. But now we get to our first match of the night. For the third straight week, Dominic Mysterio versus King Corbin. For the third straight week, ladies and gentlemen, fresh new matchup. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, all right. I'm like, all right, well, this match was decent, though. I will give it that. It was a decent match. I have to at least say that, at least, or else I'd be lying if it wasn't. You know, um, before the match started, you know, Dominic and Ray made their entrance together, and King Corbin took them both out. He threw Ray off the stage. I was like, okay. So basically, it's one on one for right now. And Dominic and Corbin put on a decent match. You know, Dominic Mysterio, he's fucking talented. And he's still new because his first match was last year at SummerSlam. He's still new right now. Once we hit August, it'll be a year in the company for Dominic as a wrestler. But he is good. He's very talented. He is very good. He is growing day by day. He's going to be just as good as his father. He seriously is. You know, Dominic is some talent. He really is. You know, I know there's rumors of him and uh, his father going after the SmackDown Tag Team titles at WrestleMania. Listen, that would be cool. But in my opinion, I actually really want to see... You know, Dominic and Ray wrestle one-on-one at WrestleMania. Like, Dominic turns heel on Ray. But I can get why they want to put the SmackDown Tag Team titles on them. It builds more into a story. So I would understand. I just really want to see the match. I want to see Dominic as a heel. Because we never saw Ray Mysterio as a heel in the WWE. Other than SmackDown vs. Raw, you know, 2011. When you play as Ray Mysterio in one of the storylines. And you have a you know a decision whether... To turn heel or stay a babyface, you know that's the only time we ever saw Rey Mysterio be a heel, you know, because you I, I don't know if he was in WCW. I think he's always been a babyface, but he's never been a heel. He's always been a babyface. So would, would it be something to see his son be a heel though, like like an evil son? That would be great. We'll see though. We'll have to definitely wait and see. But they did pay homage to Eddie Guerrero in this match, which I love. I always pop for that. We um, saw Dominic fly on King Corbin and fucking Ray went underneath the ring. So I was like, oh, they're going to do something here. And then Dominic was like, look, he was going to go for it again. Like Corbin was trying to get back in the ring. And Rey Mysterio was holding on to his legs from underneath the ring. And then Dominic had his own version of the 619. And then Corbin got back in the ring. Corbin, you know, got his way back in there. And Dominic hit the splash. One, two, three. Dominic gets the win over Corbin. So there you go. He gets a huge win right there. I'm like, all right, so Dominic gets the win. At least he didn't job to Corbin like he's been doing the last two weeks. So, all right, so Dominic gets the win. I was very happy for him. He deserved it. And let's see. Let's move forward now. Now you can end this stupid feud now. Please. It just end it. Don't, don't let it drag on like Seth Rollins and Murphy versus the Mysterios. Don't let it drag on. Please. Just end it while you can. Please. Like, there we go. 
Corbin's beaten him two out of three times. He has nothing else left to prove. Unless, oh, I want the last laugh. Like, no. Just end it, please. Give Dominic someone new to wrestle. Thank you. You know, to be honest, in my opinion, if they do an Elimination Chamber match for the Universal Championship, why not put Dominic Mysterio in there and imagine it coming down to Roman and Dominic? Imagine Dominic Mysterio getting that moment right there. He doesn't win, but he gets that moment to prove that he actually belongs. Imagine that, though. They won't do that, but imagine? That would be fucking awesome. I would love to see it come down to Roman and Dominic if they do that at the Elimination Chamber. Imagine. Just imagine. Like, say Ray could be in the match well and Dominic eliminates him. That would be crazy. Please, WWE, pull the trigger and do that. Please. I would love that so much. We'll wait and see, though, but good win for Dominic. I'm very happy for him. He deserved it. Hopefully, they get past this feud now. But now... We do come towards our next match right here. Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro. And before that match, we saw Big E, the Intercontinental Champion, backstage. Talk with Caleb Braxton, you know, him getting ready to face Apollo Crews and Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title. And talking about retaining. Big E cut a funny promo like always, you know. And he got more serious as well. You know, fucking, he's been great as Intercontinental Champion. And I can't wait to talk about that match because it was the match of the fucking night. It was great. But now let's get to Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. This is a rematch from a few weeks ago. And these two put on another great match. And they didn't. Cesaro was busted up during this match. On his, I believe like, yeah, his left side of his head was busted up. I was like, Jesus. Like, he was really busted up right there. I was like, oh my God. But he still put on a great performance of Daniel Bryan. Obviously, that match a couple weeks ago was better than this one. This one was a little bit shorter. But they put on a great performance. They seriously did. Like, it's still, you know, it really does bother me. Like, we know Cesaro is a former United States champion. He's a former seven-time tag team champion. But he, you know, I don't want to complain about it. I don't want to sound like a whiner. But he should have really been world champion by this point. Because he's been in the WWE on the main roster since 2012. So he's been there for nine years on the main roster. In 2022, if he's still there, because apparently he did re-sign with the company, then it'll be a decade next year. And in his first year, he did win the United States Championship. So that was something. But he's got to win the world title. If he, if he did resign, if he did resign, he's got to. And I mean, he's got to win the world title at some point. Whether it's the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship, he's got to win it. And I want to make it seem like it's forced, but he just has to. Like, look at his talent. Like, look at his talent. It's a crime that him and R-Truth, you know, guys like Cesaro and R-Truth have never been world champion is a crime. It seriously is. It seriously, seriously is. You know, there have been a lot of guys in the company that have been world champion and didn't deserve it. Cesaro and R-Truth have absolutely deserved it. And look how long it took Kofi Kingston to become a champion. It took him 11 years. Cesaro, when he hits 2022, it'll be 10 years. Maybe he wins it this year in his ninth year. I don't know if they're going to do that. But him and Daniel Bryan, they put on a great match. Cesaro got the win again. He got Daniel Bryan to tap out in the sharpshooter after he did the swing. After he did the swing on Daniel Bryan, he put him in the sharpshooter, and he got him to tap out clean. I was like, oh, shit. Like, Cesaro really made Daniel Bryan tap out. I was like, whoa. Like, okay. Okay. 
I was happy for Cesaro. I was like, all right, wow, he got Daniel Bryan to tap out right there. That's that's interesting. That really is. That's great. And they fist bumped after the match. It looks like Cesaro turned into a babyface because a babyface wouldn't do that unless he was just showing respect to Daniel Bryan, you know, whatever. But that was a nice, you know, sign of respect. They fist bumped. So it looks like Cesaro is good again. I'm like, all right, cool. I hope they change his theme song, though, because I really don't like his his current theme song I don't like. I like the other one with the sirens. That one was better. Even though some people didn't really like it, you know, I thought it was pretty good. His theme song now is just, it seems it's very generic in a way. But still, other than theme songs or whatever, they put on a great match, and I'm happy since all one. It seems like he is going to get a push in 2021. Is he really going to get his push now? Are they going to pull the trigger with Cesaro, which they should have done back in 2015? Is this the time? Are they finally going to do it? Time will tell. I hope that they finally do it. Hopefully it's not just, oh, a couple wins he gets, and then let's just bury him the rest of the way. Like, no, this has to be his year. This has to be his year. It's got to be. We'll see, though. But we go backstage again. And we see the EST, Bianca Belair, the Women's Royal Rumble match winner. I'm just talking with Kayla Braxton. They actually showed, this was, this was nice. I like this right here. They showed Bianca Belair's parents uh, celebrating her winning the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble match. And we saw her father fall. <laughs> she fucking, he fucking fell over the couch right there. That was pretty funny. I was, I was laughing at that. That was, that was really cool to see. That was really cool to see, her, you know, her parents celebrating. When her father fucking fell, I was like, oh, shit. Well, that was nice right there, though. That was really nice. I really liked that. That was good. You know, Bianca, you know, she thanked them after she won the Women's Royal Rumble match. And just seeing, like, her parents celebrate and happy for her, that was great. It was nice. And Bianca cut a great promo saying, even though they won't be walking with me, you know, down the ramp at WrestleMania, they're going to be with me no matter what, you know. And, you know, Kayla asked her, like, well, who's going to be your choice? For WrestleMania is going to be the Raw Women's Champion Oscar, or the SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks, and Bianca. She didn't obviously she didn't tell us, but she said her decision will be coming soon. So I'm like, that's fair enough. All right, you know, same thing, same thing like with Edge. You know, the decision's going to come soon enough. You know, we got to be patient. We got to be patient. They got to build more into a story. That's what they're going to do. So I'm like, all right, fine. But now we get to our next match right here, Bailey versus Ruby Riot. You know, Bailey with her haircut, she seriously looks like fucking little Nikki. You remember that movie when like Adam Sandler plays Satan's son? That's what she looks like with that fucking haircut, like Jesus Christ. And like I said, I like Bailey, but just her look is just oh my god. And her character is god awful. Like I mentioned plenty of times. I don't need to repeat I don't need to repeat myself. Oh yeah. Well, we get Bailey versus Ruby Riot. Liv Morgan's obviously at ringside, and we have Billy Kay on commentary. And I'm like, oh, something stupid's gonna happen. Obviously, I was like, I was like, literally praying and hoping, literally praying and hoping that Ruby Riot was gonna get this win, but she didn't. She put on a really good performance. This match was good. It was a good match. You know, usually I haven't really put over. You know, Bailey's matches of recently, ever since she's been a heel, because a lot of her matches have really sucked, other than the matches with her and uh, Sasha are really good. This match with Ruby Riot was, and the match with Bianca Belair, obviously. 
But this match with Ruby Riot, it was good. I liked it. I thought it was good. But fucking Bailey winning, it's just like, what the fuck? Because Billy K tried to get involved because Bailey had Ruby Riot in a submission hold. And fucking Liv Morgan, Billy K were yelling at each other, and Ruby Riot looked like she was going to win at a point, but then she did. And then Bailey didn't do the Bailey to Bailey, she did a different move. Um, Ruby Riot and pinned her one, two, three, and I was like, I did like a face palm, like really. Bailey had to beat Ruby Riot. She was like Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce can pin Bailey at Survivor Series, but Ruby Riot can't beat Bailey. So we're trying to say Peyton Royce is better than Ruby Riot. Absolutely fucking not. Ruby Riot is fucking awesome. She should have beaten Bailey. Like, come on, it's like Bailey's time is done right now. Push the other stars. We know they're pushing Belair, but give Ruby Riot a chance. Let her beat Bailey. What's next? You're gonna do Liv Morgan versus Bailey next week, and Bailey beats her as well. I mean, come on. And then what? Bailey versus Billy Kay. What? Billy Kay beats her. So imagine they do that though. What's that show? Billy Kay's better than Ruby and Liv. Hell no. Absolutely fucking not, man. Jesus. Like I said, I'm not trying to complain, but I'm just saying. Give Ruby Riot a chance right here. She should have won this fucking match. She really should have, you know. I mean, like I said, you got to build around the young women talent in the WWE. That's what you got to do. Like, they're building with Belair, which is great. I'm happy that they are because she damn well deserves it. You got to build around Ruby Riot as well and Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley eventually when she's on the main roster officially. You know, it'll be something. It will be some Peyton Royce. Like I said, I like Peyton Royce more than I like Billy Kay. I feel like Peyton Royce has improved a lot in the ring. Billy Kay, she's improved a little bit. Peyton Royce has improved a lot. Gotta say that though. And then Billy Kay with her fucking resume, he's going up to Bailey. I'm like, can they just stop with this whole shit now? Just please, enough. You're ruining the riot squad again. Just un- enough with this shit. Please. It's annoying. It, it's, it really is annoying. You're just burying Ruby and Liv like you were doing before when, it was, when they had Sarah Logan in there as well. You, you buried all three of those women. I mean, Jesus Christ. <sighs> all right, so now we get to our next segment. We get to our next segment with the EST Bianca Belair. She comes out and makes an announcement. You know, you know obviously she's not going to say who she's going to wrestle at WrestleMania. So she comes out, starts talking for a little while, and then we see the sommelier Reginald, you know, Carmella's sommelier, and I'm like, why is this guy coming out? So he comes out saying that, like, you know, Bianca should challenge Asuka, and then, like, Reginald, Reginald's saying, like, that, like, oh, I know that you can't beat Sasha Banks, you can't even beat Carmella, I'm like, okay, this is very random, and then Carmella comes out, and then she started, and then she starts talking with Bianca. And I'm just like, what 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 is Carmella even coming out here for? Like talking trash to Bianca. Carmella lost twice to Sasha. And Bianca won the women's Royal Rumble. Carmella was in it for like well, like a minute in the women's Royal Rumble match. So why is she coming out talking shit? She literally has no say in anything. Neither neither does Reginald. They have like no say in this. This makes like no sense. Why are they trying to talk shit? 
it, it legit makes no fucking sense. It really, it really doesn't make any sense. I'm like, okay then, whatever. It's just, it's weird. It's just weird after, you know, what happened at the Royal Rumble. It makes no sense. But whatever, that's WWE for you, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> but then here comes Sasha Banks. She comes out, you know, defending Bianca. And she says that she is the strongest. She is the fastest, you know, when she's strongest, you know, picking up Otis and beating out Bailey, you know, being the fastest. But she's not the bestest. That's Sasha. And Bianca's like, okay, you know. And Sasha's like, because you don't have this. You don't have the SmackDown Women's Championship. So we know, we know it's going to be Bianca and Sasha because that is the match. Those two are going to put on such a classic. They are going to put on such a classic at WrestleMania. They absolutely are. Whatever night they're going to wrestle, whether it's the first night or second night, they are going to put on a fucking classic. And Bianca, I really hope that she wins. Even though I love my girl Sasha, Bianca deserves, she deserves the SmackDown Women's Championship. She absolutely fucking deserves it. She was really overlooked in NXT. It really is shocking that she wasn't the NXT Women's Champion at a time. So she was under, she was a little bit not underlooked, overlooked. I think, did I say that? Whatever. She was overlooked in NXT, I would feel like a little bit. And believe me, I was a little bit nervous watching the Royal, Women's Royal Rumble, thinking like, is she actually going to win? Because I'm hoping that she does. You know, I really hope that she wins. I, I would be really pissed off if she would have lost. I really would have been. Because she deserves it. And I was happy when she won. And now, we know that she's going to face, we know that she's going to face Sasha, and hopefully she wins. Hopefully she wins. I have to just, you know, and I hope that, and I, I believe that she will. I believe that she will. And I'll be very happy for her, because she deserves it. Like I said, she's the total fucking package. She's got beauty, strength, agility, athleticism. She's the total package. That's what she is, and she deserves it. So then Reginald chips in, saying, like, I already told you, you're not going to beat Sasha. And fucking Bianca takes her hair, and she starts beating Reginald with her fucking hair. I'm like, oh, my God. I almost feel bad for Reginald, but I don't. I was fucking laughing. I'm like, oh, my God. Fucking Bianca, she's a fucking national treasure, man. She's awesome. She is fucking awesome. I can't wait. I I fucking can't wait for WrestleMania. Her and Sasha, it's going to be great. It's going to be fucking great. I can't wait. All right. Now we get to our next part right here. The blue collar working man, Otis. And Chad Gable, Alpha Academy versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. The Aces, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. So finally we got to see Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler ever since they, you know, the first time together after they won the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I'm like, okay, it's about time. And we saw the former SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Street Profits, on commentary. They did, they did, like, their own type of commentary wherever they were. All right, listen. Listen, listen, listen. I've put over the Street Profits many times. I've never said one bad thing about them. You know, well, you could say, you know, I've said that Ford is better than Dawkins. He's more the star. And that's a bad thing than whatever. It's just the truth. Let me just say this, though. I love these guys, but this was annoying. Because, you know, they were doing their commentary, and it was, like, very distracting while watching the match. I'm just saying. Their commentary, it was just, it was cringe. It wasn't even funny. It was just stupid. I wasn't really even paying attention. It was, like, it was just, eh. I thought it was dumb. I felt like, you know, 
I mean, like I said, they are funny guys. You know, I've always put them over with comedy and their wrestling style, which I love. But this was annoying. I can understand if they were, like, you know, showing them on commentary for a little bit, doing their own commentary for a little bit, and then going back to regular commentary. I just thought, like, it was just cringe. They didn't need to do it. And I like Ziggler and Rude's new theme song together. I actually like it. Some people, it was very mixed, but I like their new theme song together. It's actually pretty cool. I have to get that on iTunes when it comes out. Um, but Ziggler and Rude, they get the win over Otis and Gable. The match itself, it was whatever. I didn't really care for it, you know. I obviously didn't care for the commentary. I just thought, like, this is just cringe. Like, why are they doing this for? Like, just why? I'm just saying. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to hate on them. I'm not trying to be a hater because I love the Street Profits. I do. I do. I just feel like the commentary was just... Do they really need to do it? Do they really need to do, like, their own type of commentary? I, I get if they did it for, like, a minute, but then they did, like, the whole match. It just became cringe. I was like, oh, okay, this is cringy as fuck, but whatever. The match itself was, it was eh, but alright, Ziggler and Rude won, so whatever. But now, we get to the match of the night. For the Intercontinental Championship, Big E versus Apollo Crews. Big E, the Intercontinental Champion versus Apollo Crews versus Sami Zayn. And like I said, this was the match of the fucking night. What a match this was. And hopefully, they're done with Sami Zayn now going after the Intercontinental title. Hopefully. Hopefully they're done with that now. I have to, you know, hope and pray that they're done with it. But this was, like I said, the match of the night. It was really good, you know. My favorite part of this match, though, was when Biggie picked up Sami Zayn, Apollo at the same time, and tossed them. And then when he did a splash on both of them, I'm like, Biggie, you're the fucking man. You are the man. Like, Jesus Christ, that was fucking I just love what they've done with Big E ever since he's had like his singles run because he's basically had a singles run since like the summer of 2020 you know before Kofi and Xavier came back and then they got traded to Raw like Big E was putting on great matches like with Sheamus where he was by himself for a while now ever since the New Day you know Xavier and Kofi been on Raw and now Big E's gonna kind of champion Big E's been doing great he's having a great singles run he seriously is. He's having the time of his life right now. He's doing great. He is doing great. He is the man. He is the fucking man. And I love when he did the splash on Sami Zayn. You know, when he does it like on the ring apron, which is really cool. And Apollo did great in this match too when he did, the, when he did a fucking flip on... I don't even know if he even touched the ropes right there when he did the fucking... When he flew on Big E. I don't even know if he touched the ropes. Like, it was crazy. And they fucking did the backflip splash on Big E as well. I'm like, fucking Apollo, man. I've really, I've overlooked Apollo a lot. Before, like, 2020, I used to overlook him. Because, you know, he was really like a mid-carder. You know, he was like a low-carder kind of for a while. But then, you know, being the United States Championship title pitcher, winning the United States Championship, and now getting a run at with Big E for the Intercontinental title... I don't know if they're going to give Apollo the Intercontinental title. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be the next Intercontinental champion. I don't think they go that route. But he's doing good. He's really proven himself. You know, he really has. You know, he's always been good. But now he's got more charisma to himself. Because I never really saw him as like... I never thought he had much charisma until last year. That's where he really showed a lot more character and charisma. That's what I thought. I felt like, okay, this guy, he's showing me more character and charisma. Now, especially when he was getting pissed at Paul Heyman 
You know, because Paul Heyman was telling the truth on talking smack, like how Apollo, you know, how he should be, basically. So Apollo is not a heel yet. You know, I guess he just took Paul Heyman's advice to heart and everything. He He's still a babyface, though. He's not a heel. He didn't do any heel tactics in this match. So maybe they're saving a heel turn. I'm like, all right, I, I could deal with that. That's fine. If you want to wait, then okay, fine. But we'll see. Maybe he does join Roman Reigns. Maybe he actually does because he was in the locker room with Roman Reigns a couple weeks ago. But he hasn't been with them since. So I guess he just took their advice or whatever. And that's just it. Maybe it was like a one-time... Excuse me, with the voice crack. Maybe it was just a one-time thing. But I don't know. But these two... Or these three... Especially fucking Apollo. When he fucking... (laughs) Because Sami Zayn hit the halluva kick on Big E and Apollo dragged Sami out of the ring. And Sami, like, put him on the steel steps. He was punching him, punching him. And then Apollo grabbed him and Sami's like, oh, no, like, relax, relax. Don't hit me, don't hit me. Like, hear me out. I'm sorry. And Apollo started beating him. And then he fucking picked him up like a fucking child and tossed him right near the timekeeper's area. And Apollo runs back in the ring. It's hit with the big ending. One, two, three. Big E retains the Intercontinental title. What a fucking match. That was good. That was a great match. Best match of the night. Easily the best match of the night. It was awesome. So now we'll see where Big E goes from here because he's beaten Apollo a couple times. Now you could say Sami Zayn should be really like in his rear view. So we'll see what's next for Big E. Maybe it's going to be this guy. Because the Messiah, Seth Rollins, is officially returning to SmackDown next week. Could we see Seth Rollins versus Big E down the line? That would be a really good match. Wouldn't mind seeing it. I don't know if they're going to go that route. But we'll see. But the Messiah is officially returning next Friday on SmackDown. I'm like, all right, cool. But now we get to our main event of the evening. So Edge, the Men's Royal Rumble winner, comes out. We did see him a couple times. He fist bumped, you know, Sony DeVille. And he was talking to Shinsuke Nakamura. And he shook his hand. So I'm like, that was a sign of respect right there. So maybe, maybe this happens. Maybe Edge wins whatever title at WrestleMania. And maybe he faces Shinsuke for it. Kind of like how I mentioned, like him and Damian Priest maybe have a match. I, I actually would love to see Edge versus Shinsuke. I feel like Edge versus Priest would be a good match. But Edge versus Shinsuke, that would be insane. That would be fucking crazy. Like, oh my god. But Edge finally comes out and he's speaking, you know. Saying like he's talked to his family, he's talked to friends. He talked to one guy named John on the corner. Called him a nice guy. And they've all given him, like, different, like, you know, opinions on who he should face at WrestleMania. So then here comes Roman Reigns. Comes out with, you know, Uso and uh, Paul Heyman. He comes out. And Edge's like, oh, you need backup? What do you need backup for? I'm by myself. And Roman's like, oh, Paul's not going to hurt you. And then he's like, why is Jey Uso out here? And then Roman tells Jey Uso to go back to the bus. I'll see you later. So now it's just Roman. He, now it's basically he's on his own. Other than Paul Heyman. We know Paul Heyman isn't going to do shit, obviously. So. So then Roman talks to Edge. Saying that. He was disrespected by Edge. Like he feels like Edge has disrespected him. You know, for going to Raw. And going to NXT. Before going to him. So I'm like, alright. And then Roman's like, acknowledge me. Like, give me your decision. And acknowledge me. As your tribal chief and head of the table. And I'm like, alright. We know Edge isn't going to say it. He's smirking at him. I don't, I, don't, I don't think Roman knows who he's talking to. 
You're talking to the ultimate opportunist. You could say Edge is way past his prime, but Edge is still dangerous and as, as and as sneaky as they come. I don't think Roman knows who he's talking to. He's like, you know, you will say my name, you will say I'm the tribal chief, you will say I'm the head of the table. But like I said, I don't think Roman knows who he's dealing with. I don't think he knows. I'm like, oh, Roman, you know, you better watch what you say to this guy. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Roman, you got to relax with Edge. Edge, very sneaky guy. He'll get you out of nowhere. He seriously will. Because this one guy got Roman out of nowhere. Kevin Owens. Hits, turns around Roman Reigns, hits him with a stunner, and leaves. So, to myself, I'm thinking, like, okay, that was a surprise, in my opinion. I actually didn't expect that. But really, though, are they really continuing this program with Roman and KO? They're done now. Roman's beaten him three straight times. He beat him at TLC. He beat him on SmackDown. And he beat him at the Rumble. Are they going to really do this again? Or are they going to do, like, the Chamber match, like, with Owens being in it? Are they really going to do Roman and KO again? Roman's beat him in everything. He's beat him in a TLC match, a steel cage match, and a last man standing match. What else more could KO want? What's next? What is next? Like, what, what match do you want to do next now? What do you want to do? A Punjabi prison match? What, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to do that type of match? Do you want to do a fucking Inferno match? Fucking what else? What other match? What other gimmick matches can you, can you do? Do you want to fucking do a dumpster match? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do fucking what else could you even do? I don't even know what else you could do. I, I really don't know. Do you want to do a lumberjack match? Like what's next? Like SmackDown was good. The ending I didn't like because I'm just thinking to myself. Why are they continuing this for? This feud should be long done now. It should be done. Roman's beat him three straight times. He's swept KO. He has swept him. There should not be a fourth match. I mean, if they're going to do a chamber match with KO obviously in it, then that's fine. But not one-on-one again. Four straight times. I mean, Jesus Christ, like, get somebody else to face Roman. We know the Elimination Chamber is coming up soon. But nothing's been official yet to, like, what matches are going to happen. I'm just like, why is it continuing though? And we know we got Fast Lane next month after the Elimination Chamber. Were they going to continue KO and Roman still at that time? I'm just saying. Hopefully they end it. I thought it was over already. But no, every time Roman says they're done, KO's like, no, we're not done. I'm like hoping they would have been done, but they're not. Like I said, SmackDown was good. The ending I didn't particularly care for. But it is what it is. Edge obviously didn't make his decision, you know. Him and Bianca's decisions aren't going to come for a while. So us as fans got to be patient for that, obviously. So it is what it is. But, like I said, I thought every wrestling show this week was good. The Royal Rumble was awesome. Raw was good. Beach Break was good. And SmackDown was good. I just didn't like the ending of SmackDown. I gotta admit that. The ending to SmackDown was just like, really? Like, that's how it ends? It's it's just like... 
Just didn't like the ending. Didn't care for it. I just didn't care for the ending at all. Could have been a whole lot better. But it is what it is. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. Um, I want to let you guys know one thing real quick. We are hearing, you know, that Carson Wentz is going to be traded real soon. Because Adam Schefter said on Twitter a little while ago, like in the next coming days, Carson Wentz is most likely going to be traded. So we know that's going to happen real soon. So we'll definitely talk about that when that happens Monday morning or Monday afternoon. I'll definitely review the Super Bowl for you guys. You know, whoever wins, whether the Chiefs or the Bucks win, we'll talk about it and how I feel going into next season, Re- recapping the whole 2020 season. So just know football will be the next episode, most likely, obviously. Unless if any other sports news happens, like in basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever. Or wrestling, who knows. But, all right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. Enjoy the rest of your day. And those who are watching the Super Bowl tomorrow, hope you guys enjoy. Stay safe. Be well. And have a good night. Talk to you guys on Monday.